This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now. It's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Hope you stayed warm out there. Good morning and welcome into a Tuesday. It is 6 a.m. And it's, well, depending on the uh, source you look at, it's either 1, 0, or minus 1. <laughs> but I don't really think. The same? <laughs> yeah. I don't really think you can tell much the difference. <clears throat> Bryce is in two coats. So am I. It's, uh, it was chilly here in the studio yesterday, too. So I, uh, I, yeah. I, I bundled up a little extra here. And they're using the um, Coca-Cola patio out there to film stuff. So occasionally the doors open out there. So I think maybe they're all in, inside today. At any rate, welcome in for a Tuesday when, yes, it's, it's, still, it's still chilly. And every now and then you're going to hear me breathe. You're going to hear <clears throat> kind of this little uh, rattle in the background because I'm getting over a little bit of a cold. But I did change that. You might pop. No, I changed out the mic cover. So, see, I'm talking Good. into a different mic cover so I don't get him sick. You know how it goes. Uh, but welcome in. It's just this time of year, right? It's just kind of what happens. So, occasionally, if I just go away for a while and Bryce sounds confused, it's probably because I'm laying on the floor coughing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, we had ourselves playoff games yesterday. Was it not fantastic? Jerry Ostrowski tweeted, thank you, Big O, for doing this. He tweeted, why can't we just eliminate some of those, like, extra, like, Thursday games? and play every Monday at 3.30 and then play the regular Monday night game. I like mm. that idea. Yeah. Thursday nights is for college and high school, right? Let's stay off that NFL. Let's go with the Monday game. That 3.30 game was stinking delightful. I don't, fun. I, I don't care who it would. I would have watched anyone. I would have watched <laughs> the Falcons. I don't care. It was 3.30 on a Monday. It was freezing outside. What else is there to do, right? I mean, it could be working, I suppose, but since we'd already done that. So that was that was just delightful. And then it turned out to be, you know, a, a pretty good football game too. Uh, but that that was fun. I really enjoyed that. Jerry, you're right. I think we should do that more often. Buffalo, <laughs> I, uh, I'll talk about this later. There's a key moment in the season that really spurred Buffalo, and they've been great since that time. As they won pretty easily yesterday, Josh Allen just looked fantastic, didn't he? He can either look incredible or occasionally look at him. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> and and he's lately been the incredible version of himself. He's been really good and uh, had a superb outing. Even worked his way on the ground as well, big time. So that was, that was pretty fun to see. Was that a fake slide? I think it was, but I can I can understand how it's not uh, how it wasn't called. You know, kind of like the way that Pickett did it at. Uh, Pittsburgh in college. Pickett was that, a real, I'm, it was obvious. Yeah, yeah, like his was, I mean, almost impressive <laughs> the way that yes. he almost looked like he was singing down. Allen's is more of just a hesitation, right? So it's like that's kind of where it gets tricky. He's hesitating and you could argue and debate, okay, maybe he's trying to make a next move, which mm-hmm. he did, or slow down, you know? I don't, I think he was going to slide. I don't think it was a, I don't think, it, it, it's just my opinion, just watching the body. I don't think he had was trying to pull a fake slide. I think he had decided to slide, just kind of slowed, and then realized, wait a minute, and then just took off again. (laughs) Yeah, But you do see the defenders slow a little. Now, is that enough reason for let him to pop through like that and outrun everybody to the end zone? Not necessarily, no. But if you're a a fan on the other side, I can see how you could make your argument today. 
I can see that a little bit too. I mean, I, I remember seeing Minka Fitzpatrick, who really slowed down. Uh-huh. But it was one of those cases where, again, you know, if you're just going full speed and he's going to slide, you can always just jump right over him. Mm-hmm. You know, so he, he slowed down quite a ways away, it seemed like to me. Yeah, I thought so too. And, you know, if you're a defender, honestly, that's one of the things that still irritates me these days. And the things, if, to me, if I'm watching an NFL game and I see teams rally to the ball to tackle, that's who I'm going to be a fan of. Mm-hmm. There are too many guys who, as soon as the play's away from them, they just, they're done. They take breaks. Yeah. Now, I'm not telling you if you're 40 yards on the backside that you should sprint to the end zone. There's sure. That's silly. I get it. But if you're that close to the dude who's about to slide, I do understand, this is where we are in the NFL now, blink at a quarterback and they'll throw a flag. You know, all the mm-hmm. after every Chiefs game, the number of memes about Patrick Mahomes and officials yeah. are fantastic. And, you know, there's truth to that. Because just like in basketball, there are superior team calls in football too. Mm-hmm. And officials will protect guys like Mahomes instinctively more than they do somebody who, who is not the same kind of player. They're yeah. not going to do that to, for Trubisky. <laughs> you sure. know? And they're just not. And it's and I, it's human nature. I don't think they do it on purpose. It's just, I, I think it's human nature. It kind of happens. So they haven't seen everybody slow down like that. I get where you'd be bitching, but you know what? It just It's, it's 24-17. You're still going to lose the game. Yeah, You're not going to win it scoring 17. And, you know, the thing is, they don't get that late touchdown. That's still a one-score game. Pittsburgh's still in it. Somehow, Mason Rudolph kept him in it with an offense that really looked awful most of the day. Me threw for, you know, Josh threw for two, uh, three, 203 and three touchdowns. Mason threw for 229 and two. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, both guys, neither was, you know, world beater that day. But yeah. Josh Allen, with his 74 rushing yards and then the 52-yarder, was kind of the difference there. But the Steelers... That was sneaky close. It was. They, they were a little discombobulated at the beginning, I noticed, you know, with Rudolph and, you know, missing some of the timing with throws. But then he had a couple of times where he gets to George Pickens, who fumbles. Fryermuth could have turned it over. I thought they had enough angles on that to maybe I thought so too. flip it over. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he eventually settled in. Um, the problem, I think, was there was just a lot of terrible effort defensively, like you said, on that mm-hmm. late touchdown. I mean, they had Shakir... Back almost was it just beyond the line of scrimmage? Mm-hmm. Maybe I mean yeah. just a short pass yep. spun him around, and then he ends up getting off of that and going and scoring. Uh, it was just really crazy. Whereas Josh Allen was very uh, meticulous, I guess you could say, just you know dinking and dunking here and there, mm-hmm. um, and found his guys whenever he needed to take what you're given. Yeah, and I, it seemed to me early, <clears throat> and and I don't know how I you know I've only been around Mason Rudolph from the standpoint of broadcasting a game he's playing for Oklahoma State. I don't know how big his hands are or, you know, I mean, it was obviously really cold there yesterday. Watching the fans continue to dig seats out was something else that was fun. So, you know, normally the NFL pregame shows, I don't know about you, uh, you flip around, you watch some. I do like the guys on Fox because, you know, you got a bunch of Hall of Famers up there. I think Howie yeah. Long makes sense most of the time. So does Michael Strahan. Um, you know, and then, so that's fun. And Terry Bradshaw is just fun because it's Terry Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. And you want to see how much bigger his belly can get and how far the suspenders can go. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then you see Jimmy get fired up every now and then. So, yeah, I'll flip back around. But normally on those pregame shows, they're not saying really anything that you can't read or whatever. Right. But in a game like this, when they could keep going back and doing shots of the of the stadium and the fans coming in with, like, cardboards and things like that, digging their seats out, because the announcement yesterday was no assigned seats, go sit where you want. At least that's what I saw. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. 
I mean, I looked around after I saw that. That doesn't make sense because some people paid more money for big tickets. But I kept seeing that the NFL and the Bills just said, forget it, come in, sit where you want, because the snow was not completely gone. There were aisles where you literally had to plow your way down an aisle to get to what may have been your assigned seat. So I, I, you know, I, I didn't see that on the Bills site. I didn't see that on the NFL site. I did do some brief look for it uh, to see if that was true or not. Yeah, I was looking right here, and they're just mainly saying how uh, they they failed to get a lot of the seats <laughs> cleared, cleared, like off, you said. Yeah. So that yeah. could be a re- that could definitely be a reason for it. And when and I don't know, I still don't know if it was true or not. I just I, I saw it in a couple of places and started searching because believe me, especially with AI nowadays. I mean, SI and, and ESPN have been lying to us and fooling us all these years. Then there's no chance that you know, if you think there's not a chance somebody can create an AI article that looks like it's real. Of course they can. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They can make anything do anything. They can put Bryce's face on something and have him do a commercial for something Bryce wouldn't do. I mean, it, it's scary. What the, it's scary what that. Yeah, but you wouldn't get paid. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. It's scary what the technology can do nowadays. So I look at that. And I'm like, all right, now I got to research that because no matter what you see, you got to go research, right? And so I never found whether that was true or not. But I'd like to think it was <laughs> because I think it had been a lot of fun to get inside and then just go dart digging them out. And here's the other thing. Considering you know what people paid for this. Now, the big bunnies in the suites and those have glass, and we're not worried about them. But the people outside, those seats down low, people still paid extra money for. Did they dig those out first? And it didn't look like it because it looked like those 50-yard line seats were the things that still were snowpacked. Oh, yeah. But watching people plow through it yesterday was downright funny. And also considering that anytime Buffalo would score and you'd see them throw snow, it, it looked like LeBron in the pregame with the powder or it something. Did. And they would keep on throwing it in the air. So, and yeah, they definitely had a, a big resource for that. So. That was, you know, and I thought, you know, my wife and I both said the same thing. Hey, that's right. Toss that in the air. Let it atomize just a little bit. You know, you'll start getting rid of the snow. They, they weren't able to get it all clear, as Bryce said. They were still paying people yesterday to be out there and be a part of it. They were doing what they could do. It did It did snow lightly there yesterday. It didn't much during the game, which yeah. was good for them, right? But they, they did – they just showed, showed people walking up, looking at an aisle, kind of looking left and right, and just start plowing their way down the aisle. And I mean literally just walking their way through the snow to get to a seat. And it looked as though early on that they had no chance to fill the stadium, right? Mm. And then 10 minutes before, suddenly, boom, there's a butt in every seat or on every snowbank. <laughs> because some of those never got cleared, and they sat on the snow. And you Found talk about hardy fans. Kansas City didn't fill it. The right. Bills did. Mm-hmm. How about that? Pretty, pretty incredible. It was. Then you go, you know, I think they made they missed a big opportunity. They go to the Tampa game. I would have started that with shots of palm trees and beaches and a giant log. People, people in shorts. Giant <laughs> crawl that says, tonight at kickoff, it's, and it was like 68 degrees, which, yeah. you know what, come on, talk pleasant in Florida mm. at 68 degrees. And then Tampa went out and just destroyed Philadelphia. What a complete fall from grace for the mm. Eagles. We'll talk about those things today. We have college basketball tonight. Oklahoma State, who's trying to write their season, now has to try to do it against Bill Self in Kansas. Quite an yeah. opportunity. Good news is it's in Stillwater, and you'll hear it here on the Blitz. 7 o'clock is the pregame, 8 o'clock is the tip-off tonight. I'll tell you about where Oklahoma's ranked in the latest college basketball rankings. The uh, Thunder played last night, and not terribly well. Uh, the number one player in the draft is probably going to be the guy who said yesterday, I'm going to the draft. We'll talk about all those things. Plus today, we're going to talk a little high school basketball with Eli Brown from Booker T. And we want your input at 918-262-5072. Going to need it today, 918-262-5072. Help us out. Jump in on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. 
Now that we've gotten where we are in the NFL playoffs, and that's that we have Houston and Baltimore next Saturday, along with Green Bay and the Niners, which I'm looking really forward to, then Tampa and Detroit on Sunday, which I'm also looking really forward to, with Kansas City and Buffalo being the nighttime game, which I'm also looking forward to. Here we go. (laughs) Pardon me, I'm going to start coughing. The NFL playoffs. So now that we have gotten where we are, who surprised you the most? Who disappointed you the most? Dallas Cowboys uh, and the Eagles. Cowboys and the Eagles. The NFC East. Oh, yeah. Just that's all there is to it. They're like that that uh, low tire warning you have all winter on your car, even when you check them. My exact situation right yeah. now. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's ours, too. You know, and my wife yesterday had the car out. My, she finally got stir crazy. You know, with school clothes and all. Mm. She finally got stir crazy, and she said, okay, she had a dentist appointment. She went and did that, and then she went to Costco, and she wandered around for a while. We got a really fun Costco story today, too. Mm. She wandered around a little bit, and she came home, and she said, oh, we've got a tire warning on the car. I said, of course you do. It's winter. <laughs> and mm. she said, but I, but I went to, she went to one of the little things at Costco where you can just dial in the pressure. And then you air your tire rather than have to, you know, consistently look at it and continue to poking at it and all yeah. that. You just dial in the pressure and then you put the thing on and it fills it to that pressure. And and you just have to know what your tire pressure is, which you can either crank your neck and crawl around on the ground <laughs> or it's printed on the inside of your door and you can find it there. So she aired them all up to what it says, and but it's still on. So she was very concerned. Mm-hmm. And it's just what happens. And that's exactly yeah. what the, the NFC East is right now. A big old <laughs> cold tire warning. 613 on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hall. I'm Rick Corey. We're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Pardon the voice and help us out. 918-262-5072. That's the text line here on the Blitz. The Oklahoma State Cowboys call the Blitz 1170 home. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170. Speaking of the Oklahoma State Cowboys, they'll be hosting the third-ranked Kansas Jayhawks in Stillwater tonight in GIA. The Jayhawks are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The tip-off is at 8 with a 7 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz 1170. The Oklahoma City Thunder's four-game win streak was snapped as the Lakers beat them 112-105. to Anthony Davis had a double-double with 27 points and 15 rebounds. LeBron scored 25. For the Thunder, SGA scored 16 of his 24 in the first half while playing through a right knee sprain. Jalen Williams led the team with 25. And the Atlanta Falcons have officially expressed interest in Bill Belichick. The Falcons announced Monday that they have interviewed the former New England coach for their head coaching vacancy, the first known interview by Belichick since him and the Patriots parted ways. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We do, we do. 619 here on the Blitz 1170. Pardon the voice. It probably sounds a little different. It's the cold of the heaven by those. As we're getting over, that's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. The uh, text line, by the way, the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line is 918-262-5072. Dallas Cowboy fans, you have not uh, talked to Bill Belichick yet. He has talked, though, to the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, at first I said I didn't like that fit. Now the more I think about it, the more it kind of makes sense to me. But I have a better idea for Dallas fans. How about Mike Tomlin? Mm. Yesterday, post the Steelers game, he was asked about his future, and he simply walked off the podium. He didn't say a word. He looked for it. And, you know, Tomlin has one of the best angry looks in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I mean, the dude never looks... Happy anyway, but when he looks angry, he looks like I will kill your family angry. I mean, it's yeah. Liam Neeson 
I have a special set of skills. You know, mm-hmm. the kind of a thing. And when he looked at that dude yesterday like that and just turned and walked away, I've seen that look from my wife before, and it's not good. Fun. <laughs> yeah. And it does. I mean, in the, on the walk away, don't follow. Don't oh, say yeah. anything else. Hands off at that point. You just stepped on a mine. Stay exactly where you are. You're going to lose your legs. You, you notice how she said, you have one year left on your contract. And right when he turned, she just immediately stopped talking. Like she didn't, mm-hmm. she, she knew to sh- just like, yeah. I'm just going to immediately stop. Yeah, the this is done. Away. Right. And away. And <laughs> Not away. even going to try to wave him down. Nope. Just, no, 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 no. <laughs> away he went. Now, I like Mike Tomlin as a head coach. How can, how can you not like a guy who's never had a losing season? Oh, yeah. And he has had, you know, he had Roethlisberger and that, that played out fine. They've not found the answer necessarily at quarterback since that time, although I thought Mason Rudolph was fine. Um, and Kenny Pickett is, you know, still they think their future. But you're not quite sure where they want to go with Tomlin. Well, if they do want to part ways, he's a guy that's strong-willed but not not the kind of strong-willed that would fight Jerry Jones in public, I don't think. He has avoided all those things always. Now, he's always had great ownership with the Steelers. We know that. Yeah. But he's avoided most controversial topics publicly. And I'm sure very strong-willed behind the scenes, though, which would tell you that maybe that's a problem. You know, Jerry Jones, more than likely a rich, powerful guy, doesn't want a strong will. He wants a sycophant, basically. Right. Uh, Something to control, would you say? I mean, whereas Tomlin is just very, very stern. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, not that I'm saying that Mike McCarthy's a milk toast. I don't really know, have any idea what he's like behind closed doors. However, you do want someone who has a full understanding that Jerry Jones is the guy in charge. You know, he's the owner having news conferences himself, the only one in the NFL, because he, he loves him some Jerry Jones. So that that's fine. You want to go do that? You, you be that way. That be that guy. But if you want to always take control of the football program, that's a different deal, which is something Belichick will put up with. I don't know what Tomlin. I mean, Tomlin. I think wants to run his football team. Yeah. So that might be a bit of a push. But when you talk about the the basics of the game and and solidifying that, which I don't think this team has been really good at, that would fix that. You bring that. You bring a guy in like that, and you fix that. You you know, bring Jimmy Johnson back. You know, yeah. and you fix that. Yeah, find something with structure. I think is their biggest key because what Mike McCarthy was given was obviously a very talented team, mm-hmm. a very talent rich team. But one thing that they continued to struggle with is discipline. And I, oh, so yeah. I so I think that that's a big key for their future is finding a way to ground that talent. You know, into into a more disciplined team, which is exactly what I'm talking about. You yeah. need kind of a field general, if you yeah. will, and whether that one brings that vibe. Yeah, and, and whether that's a, a you know a, a guy for a while, I I don't know. I mean, it's going to depend because as long as Jerry Jones owns the franchise, he's not going to want to Bill Belichick as their head coach. Now, would he yeah. hire him? Would the two of them agree to get along? Maybe, but you know, it wouldn't last. We all know yeah. it wouldn't last. Yeah, you can. <laughs> You can throw a battery in salt water, but it will eventually explode. <laughs> you know, at first, it's just going to be kind of bubbly and you know, kind of look un- kind of look ugly, and then it's going to go boom. Gonna, yeah. Who's going to outlast who? Mm-hmm. Well, the owner's going to outlast yeah. the other guy. So I, I don't know if Tomlin, and I don't know that Tomlin's leaving Pittsburgh because again, he has the one year left right. on his deal. I just thought as I watched him walk away, I thought that's what the, the Dallas Cowboys need. What Jimmy Johnson did at the half, they need what Michael Irvin did after the game, which I'll play for you in a minute. And they absolutely need what someone like that can take into that locker room. I think what makes us really think about these possibilities, too, is 
I could have sworn I heard Tracy Wolfson say during the game that they have not, they have never renegotiated a contract with him under two years. So like whenever it gets close to like under two years or something, they've never, so it's kind of weird that they've gotten past that point and they mm-hmm. still haven't talked, yeah. you know, so it's a very uh, peculiar situation that they're, than they're used to. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's peculiar. I think that's on purpose. <laughs> I don't think there's any question that's on purpose. You know, they, now that they've had an offensive guy, do you go somewhere different, that kind of thing? We talked about that. Dan Quinn, and we mentioned that. You know, I don't think they necessarily elevate him. But I could see Tomlin. But, again, I'm, I'm not saying that he's done in Pittsburgh. He might not be. Uh, but it's sometimes, even if you're really good at what you do for a long time at one place, sometimes it's just the change helps. It's time. There's a reason backup quarterbacks come in and perform really well initially. Almost always, almost yeah. always, it's just different. I mean, it's and who knows why? I guess human nature. I mentioned the Michael Irvin thing, which we didn't get to yesterday. We had played the Jimmy Johnson thing, where he kind of lit him up. But Michael Irvin, and I swear to you, I know where this hotel is. He's sitting in there. You can see a Marriott. He's on a balcony, and you can see an airport behind him, and you can see a Marriott. And I swear to you, that's DFW. Okay. Right there, and I know where that Marriott is, and I think he's in that. I think it's the Sheridan. That's not that far away from it. At least that's what it looks like. It could be anywhere, of course, in the world. But that's what it looked like to me. Now, this is grainy because he was just miffed, and he's sitting down, and whoever's recording this is a couple of feet away, so it's cell phone audio from a few feet away, and and it's got a lot of background noise, doors open, all that kind of stuff. But you can kind of get the idea of how irritated Michael Irvin was was with his Cowboys. And to give you the basis here, because sometimes if you're listening and you're trying to figure out what he's saying, he's mad at the team. He's mad at the team because he's saying, look, they gave you everything you needed to go forward and be a champion. And you didn't. You won't. That's basically what he's saying. So listen here. Every damn where, all across this country all across the league, they stood up to defend their city and defend their team, except in the city that deserved it the most. Except the team that's most recognizable and deserved it the most. What do you do when all you have don't understand what they have? When I got here, I understood the men before me. They built the Dallas Cowboys. They made this America's team. They put a championship on the table before I got here. My job while I was here is to match what they have done to this. They built it. They handed it to me. Put my damn championship on the table. That's all we ask. Put your damn championship on the table and you couldn't do it. All ass has got to go. <laughs> they put that championship, the men before me, put that championship on the table for me, and he's right. Mm-hmm. You can go all the way back to the Bob Lillies and the Staubachs and the Craig Mortons and the, and the Walt Garrisons and the Calvin Hills and the Bob Hayes and on and on and on, Charlie Waters, Cliff Harris. Go back to all those guys. And then go through the Aikmans and, and him, you know, Michael, and yeah, right, Smith. and Emmett Smith and the guys who did that. And they did that for you. They built that franchise. And, and they do have what it takes and just can't get there. Is it really the owner? It sure seems like it to me. It seems, yeah. like, it seems like his inability to hire someone best for the team rather than best for him. And I'm certainly he, he believes that's best for the team. Because rich and powerful people, 
for the most part, I believe, still think they're doing the right thing, even though they're doing it from a myopic point of view. Yeah. I think they believe they're right, but clearly he's not. Well, and the fact that they've had success, you know, overall in terms of, you know, win total and everything for the past few seasons. But the thing is, is you fired your past coaches for this same sort of situation. But, so for Mike McCarthy now to struggle with that, despite what, three 12 win seasons in the last three years. But here, that's the thing. How do you define success in yeah. Dallas? They define it by winning Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. In Pittsburgh, they def- they defined it by winning Super Bowls, right? Some teams are happy with 8-8. Eight and eight. I say happy. Mm-hmm. If you're the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, if you're the Cardinals, you want to make the playoffs. Yeah. Right? If you're the yeah. Cardinals, you want to make. There was a time when Tampa Bay would have killed to made the playoffs. How do you define success? Is 12 wins success? You know, coaches will tell you if you don't win the last game, the one where the big gold ball's out there, then your season was not a success. And I don't agree with that. I agree that, yeah, you might not have reached your goal, but there are successful seasons. Yeah. But if you consistently win 12 and don't win a title, is that a, is that success? And the Dallas Cowboy fans, and most fans, won't think so. Yeah. Right? I mean, even, even though it's, again, the, the best that you've had in, in recent years. Because, I mean, Jason Garrett didn't have that type of consistency, he right? Did, so he did not. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of an odd conundrum to be in because it's like, I think the Cowboys should have the right this year to be co- to complain about having 12 wins and not uh, win a game in the playoffs. Cowboy fans, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's like I, I don't know when you ha- when you've been so far away from getting that close to the Super Bowl in, in a long time. Do you, do you think that puts a damper on expectations that no, you guys? No, should? not in Dallas. Yeah, just because <laughs> no. it's, it's yeah. Dallas, yeah. right? So. Well, you, you know, we're the Cowboys, right? Right? We're yeah. the, America's team. Say what you will. The big star on the side of the helmet carries yeah. carries weight. There's a reason their merchandise sells. You know, like it sells. You know, and I haven't done that that look in lately because I those trends. And you can think, well, that's stupid. I, why do I care what jersey somebody buys? Well, it it is a trend of what's popular. You know, if you look at certain segments of life, certain things, NBA wear is really big with certain segments of life, right? But if you mm-hmm. look around the country and the places I've gone personally to do games, yes, I'm broadcasting college football. However, there's always a Cowboys jersey in the stadium somewhere. <laughs> no matter where right? you are. <laughs> yeah, you know, and if like when we're in Philly with to, to see Temple, and Temple doesn't draw traditionally big fans, but it's the Eagles stadium and there's always going to be somebody – one or two people in the stands that have Eagles gear on, right? Sure. Same thing happens no matter where we go. When we, when Tulsa goes to, to play at Houston, you're going to see somebody in Texans gear, right? When Tulsa goes to play at Memphis, you're going to see somebody in a Grizzlies jersey or possibly a Tennessee Titans jersey. Those, those but, pro markets. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you're going to see people in those things. And I haven't done that look lately into whose merchandise is selling the most right now because for many years it was the Cowboys, which, yeah, is kind of an indication that's America's team. I mean, we got blanketed with them on TV for many years, too. But if you're a Cowboy fan this morning, I'm sure you're feeling, I mean, you did yesterday, too, but I, I always count football losses like really hard work days. You know, like, I don't know what you do for a living. Uh, however, if you do what we do, which is not terribly physical, although at the end of a shift, believe me, you're still tired. You know, people. Well, you're just talking. Yeah, but there's kinetics, and I mean, you don't. You're still you're still tired at the end of the shift. Trust me. But if you're one of those people who does something along these lines, you work in an office, and yeah, you sure you work out or maybe you lift at the gym or those kinds of things. But if you have a day at home where you're doing something that's different, use a different set of muscles, and then that next day you're really sore. It's yeah. not that day that's really the worst. It's the day after that. The next mm-hmm. day you're a little sore and you loosen up. It's that second day. So for cowboy fans. 
you're to that second day of the loss. This is your after soreness. So you might have had that that initial, you know, yesterday, ah. Uh, but then today is when it lingers all day long. Yeah. So let me know what you're feeling and you're thinking at 918-262-5072. By the way, I'm just a couple of aspirin. I'm just telling you, maybe it'll help a little <laughs> bit. 918-262-5072, the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. He's Bryce Hall. I'm Rick Corey. Did you see, do you like South Park? I've never gotten into South Park, but I, I, I respect it. It's always been, you know, highly praised by a lot of people. I never, I I've haven't never seen a single it. episode. I know yeah. people who quote it. However, there's something that happened with South Park that is kind of funny, and it's it's another it's kind of along the lines of what we're talking about. Okay. I'll explain some of that when we get into a not sports coming up in about a half hour from now. And when we come back, we'll talk more about the NFL playoffs. Plus, I've got a stat on the, the Bills and kind of what turned their season that you might not believe, but we'll do it next right here on The Blitz. Your new home for the Dallas Cowboys is the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Buffalo Bills held off the Pittsburgh Steelers 31-17. The Bills got out to a 21-0 lead before Pittsburgh finally got on the board just before the half. Josh Allen threw for 203 yards and three touchdowns and also rushed for a 52-yard score. Steps up, and he's going to get the first down. Oh, and there he goes. No one's going to get him. Incredible. Breaks it for the touchdown. 52 yards. Unbelievable. Josh Allen. For the Steelers, Mason Rudolph with 229 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and an interception. The Bills will host the Chiefs on Sunday. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers dominated the Philadelphia Eagles in the battle of OU quarterbacks, 32-9. Baker Mayfield has stayed on his game, 337 yards to the air and three touchdowns. Jalen Hurts threw for 250 yards, his top target being Devontae Smith, who had 148 yards on just eight catches. The Bucs will be at the Lions on Sunday. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic Oklahoma text line and thank you for hitting that thing. We are in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio and reminding you anytime the Oilers are home we'll do what we call the Blitz Upgrade. We'll call some random seat numbers, especially from those higher up seats sometimes during the game. We'll take the people in those seats down low, put them right by the action. It's the Blitz Upgrade here on the Blitz 1170. All right, Bryce Hall's in the next room. I'm Rick Corey, and yeah, I've I've completely, <laughs> I've completely gone over to just pound on Lincoln Riley as much as possible. They showed him last night down in Tampa before mm-hmm. the game, and and you know I certainly know he had his opportunities to work with Baker Mayfield. I'm sure the two of them are still friends and all that, but I've decided yeah. just to jump fully on the Lincoln Riley hate man. I know I don't hate him because, like I said yesterday, I don't hate anybody. However. Yeah. <clears throat> I cannot remember. I got to think about this. And I was yesterday partially. But, you know, when you have a cold like this, it's not like it stops you or anything and you necessarily mm-hmm. feel bad, but you're kind of fuzzy. Just, yeah. Distraction, yeah. you know. Kind of living in another world sometimes, mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of a feeling. At least that's how it affects me. And I don't know what the medicine is my wife gives me. That's how I'll die. Is I'll, it'll, <laughs> any, If you find me just dead no somewhere. Trace. <laughs> yeah, just do toxicology because I don't know medicine and I don't care. She'll just hand me something and say, take this. You guys don't watch those, like, investigation discovery shows. No, 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 no. Yeah. She's, no, she's no, not. 
know. She's not jotting down ideas or anything. Probably, but I just don't. Yeah, it's not It's not my area of expertise, and she knows yeah. that. Now, I know what Lindsay's medicines are. I can, I can rattle off all those to you mm-hmm. right now. But when it comes to something for me, like she'll say, well, do you need a, a, a acetaminophen or do you need ibuprofen? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Just <laughs> give me something, and she does. Yeah. So if you find the body at some point, it'll probably be that. So do check check, check toxicology. But anyway, I don't know what she's giving me. You kind of went a little fancy or a little fuzzy, but I... I saw the the picture of Lincoln Riley, and I thought, you know, I can't remember the last time I saw a fall from grace that fast. And right. I don't just mean here. I mean, I, again, I've I've said this before. I knew Lincoln a little bit when he was with with Ruffin McNeil at East Carolina, when he had his first job as offensive mm. coordinator. Tulsa's first game of a year was out there, and it was Lincoln's first game as offensive coordinator. So I, I was around him a little bit in a couple of games at East Carolina, uh, or when they, you know, when he was at East Carolina. And I thought, man, this is a bright young guy. And then he gets to Oklahoma, and he's doing what he's doing with Stoops. And then Bob makes him the heir apparent. And you know Bob Stoops is not a stupid guy. So he makes the guy heir apparent he really believes is on a track upwards. And then he takes them Sooners to the playoffs, that Georgia game in the Rose Bowl, one of the best college football games I've ever seen. Unfortunately, Georgia won, but still. And, And he got undue garbage for losing that and he didn't lose the game it was just a really really good football game between two teams but all that to say in the long run it just started to trend downwards so much and the lack of interest and then that move to la and then the weird news conference when they introduced him when he really didn't look happy to be there and nor did anyone else look that happy that he was there and then the reports of the way he acts there which is not interacting with anybody then you get you know some of the things that happen here start to come out about, yeah, he didn't do that here either. Problems with the media <clears throat> every once in a while. Yeah, not. I mean, not a lot. He just, you know, he gets irritated by asking, answering questions, but all coaches do. That's not really unusual. But it's not the, you know, the Bobby Knight or, you know, Tomlin walking off like he did yesterday kind of a thing. Just, I don't know, the guy just seemed to have lost interest. Well, and it comes at a time where, you know, we, we all thought that it was out of fear, right, for his move to USC, out of fear of moving on to the SEC, yeah. and he was afraid of, you know, some of those, you know, b- bigger challenges that they could face. And ironically, he's yeah. faced just as many challenges, yeah. even in the Pac-12. I get the Pac-12 was really good this year. It was, and it's about to get even better. Yeah. <laughs> because it's going away. Yeah, exactly. And it's about to be, he's about to be in the Big Ten, and it ain't going to get any easier. Mm-hmm. You still got to make those winter trips to those places. At least in the SEC, when you're making those trips, it's to Oxford where it's warm. <laughs> uh, now you're going to make that to East Lansing and places like that. Yeah, good luck. Uh, I, thought that have... ma- I thought that maybe he was going to end up saying that the new mecca of college football is in Lubbock or something. You know, make oh. make it make another uh, turn around. You know, it was. It seemed to me that he just lost interest, and I feel bad for Caleb Williams. He trusted yeah. and followed him, and, you know, maybe for the development of his career it was still the right move. I don't have a clue. But I, I do know he trusted him and followed him, and it just went south. Now, yeah, he won a Heisman. That's all he won. Mm-hmm. You lost the bowl game that year. You know, you're, you're, this year just didn't go, oh, I, I just four yeah. to fall from grace. 644 here on the Blitz 1170. I'm Rick Corey. He is Bryce Hulse. All right. I mentioned the Bills, and the Bills, of course, win yesterday over Pittsburgh 31-17. They were still jumping through flaming tables yesterday <laughs> in the parking lot. You got to like Bills Mafia, man. Yeah. They are, they are serious. Josh Allen, if I told you he threw for 203 yards, you go, oh, yeah. We have three okay. touchdowns and no picks. He had a good game. He ran for 74, had the 52-yard touchdown run that 
Yeah, I know. I understand Pittsburgh fans are still whining. That was a fake slide. Eh. Anyway, you're still going to lose the game by seven because that that was a struggle to score. Yeah, for Pittsburgh at best. Uh, Mason Rudolph wasn't bad. He threw for two twenty nine, two touchdowns, and had the one interception. But the Steelers, despite the fact they were sneaky close in this game, never felt like they were going to take control and win. So Buffalo, who kind of swooned mid year, really peaked late. <laughs> and here's the note I wrote down. <clears throat> and I saw somebody make reference, and I thought, well, let me go look at the timeline. So you remember we told you in mid-December that Sean McDermott had apparently in a team meeting back in 2019 compared Al-Qaeda and 9-11 and their teamwork with how an NFL team should focus. Yeah. Now, I understand where he was coming from, although it's – I can't imagine anyone anywhere in this nation would ever think of that and go, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll use that example. How do you get there, right? Yes, yeah. (laughs) How do you get there? I'd love to be in the deep crevices of his brain because that had to be where it came from. And then think to yourself, that's a good idea. I mean, Mm. we all think that at Walmart when you see somebody in the aisle and you know they stood in front of a mirror and went, yeah, someone's going to want some of that. And Mm. you look at him and go, no. So I, he had to be the same thing. One day he's sitting there going, you know what? You know who had really good organization? Yeah. How the hell did that happen? Yeah. You can't you can at least think of like our first responders or something. Instead go just a, uh, I just, yeah, yeah. Right. like you said, deep, deep crevices of your brain. Like I just don't know how you get there. Very deep. <laughs> Mariana's trench deep kind of a thing. But he did. Now, and it came, you know, and apparently it had been kind of rumored, but it had been under the you know, underground, if you will. And then yeah. in December, it came out that he had done that. And that was mm-hmm. a bit of a firestorm. Since that time, the Bills are unbeaten since that time. Since those remarks, they've beaten Kansas City 20-17, to Dallas 31-10, to the Chargers 24-22, the Patriots 27-21, the Dolphins 21-14, and the Steelers 31-17. and And since that time, Josh Allen has thrown for eight touchdowns and five picks. Now, yes, that's five picks, but the touchdowns have been big touchdowns that help them win games. They are undefeated since that. Should we be more concerned about what it takes for uh, the coach to be able to find these ways to motivate his team or exactly what motivates his team? (laughs) The fact that his team takes this in such a motivating way, which should we be more concerned about? I'm not saying they did. I'm not saying that's what motivated them. I'm just saying, isn't it odd, and these things happen in sports, that something like that, it kind of became a firestorm. It hit the media. You know, people were talking about it. He was defended a little bit. There was a time in there, if you remember, they – They'd, they'd excuse practice for some reason. I don't remember why, whether it was a weather or something or whatever, but they'd not practiced one day, and that's coming off, you know, of a not great performance. And then it, it was it's kind of like they were just trying to say, look, if we're not around, you can't talk about it. And they took, I think it was a day off. Then they came back, and it, we'd heard, and I don't know if it's true or not, about a team-only meeting. Mm-hmm. And that maybe in there, who knows, maybe a Stefan Diggs, maybe Josh Allen, maybe somebody, you know, took control and started swinging helmets and said, all right, we got to straighten ourselves out. But they have. My point is, since that time, for whatever reason, and the meme I saw, which was not. <laughs> yes, exactly what you just did. He, did. did you have some facial you hair? You <laughs> can't help but laugh, but you know you shouldn't. Yeah. You feel so bad about it. Yes, the meme, it's, he's got everything on you would imagine. I'm not even going to describe it. And you look at the picture, and you can't help but do what Price just did. And then you go, oh, I'm a horrible person. 
That's it's very clear. We're laughing at him for that because we know how stupid that is. Yes, but <laughs> you know, you feel so. I felt so. I'm just. Yeah. I'm a bad man. <laughs> I just feel that way as I try as I'm trying not to laugh. Unfortunate coincidence. This stat. That's that's all we can say about it. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess, and and then you realize, uh, you know, since that time, and I, then I started looking, and I went, "I'll be damned." They are. They're unbeaten <laughs> since that time. It's. God, we live in a weird world, don't mm. we? So, uh, speaking of that, oh, I, I, I got this in, in not sports. Madonna had a bit of a of a blip over the last couple of days. <laughs> wow. When I say Madonna, uh, you know, one of those names, right? Single name, everybody knows, right? Yeah. Madonna. We went to see her concert here in Tulsa, and it turns out it was Delaney was a huge fan. Uh, she's fortunately we raised her right on on good music, not stuff you mm. can't understand. Part there you go, uh, but that's our opinion of good music. Um, so she can she she likes all genres and all eras of music because we didn't just raise her on one thing. Yeah, and she 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 really wanted to see Madonna, right? So we go to see Madonna, and the show's supposed to start at eight, and she showed up at eleven fifteen. <laughs> The opening act played, and then we sat there in the seats at the BOK for some two and a half hours before Madonna wandered her old butt onto stage. That is insane. It was. You know, at some point, as a matter of fact, I remember my my social media post was, oh, thank God, there she is. I thought next time I'd see her be on a milk carton. Yeah. I thought she was missing. <laughs> well, anyway, she wanders on stage late everywhere like this, apparently, which I think is completely unacceptable. Uh, but then did something that just made me laugh because it's classic what we're going through with these entertainers right about now. We'll get into some not sports in a few minutes. Take your text at 918-262-5072. That's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. And Bryce will have this day in sports history brought to you by Triad Eye Institute in a minute. First of all, I want to remind you, <clears throat> the Blitz and Triad, speaking of them, are trying to do something really cool for our veterans. Did this last year and it went really well. What we want you to do is is create some homemade valentines. Maybe you're doing that at home today. You've got the kids at home, or maybe they come to the office with you. Yeah, school's out, right? Everybody's uh, almost everybody's home. So take a little construction paper and some you know art type stuff, and tell them just sit around and make valentines all day. And you take those valentines and drop them off at any triad location anywhere in Oklahoma, here in Tulsa, right here at the Blitz Studio at 303 North Boston, uh, Bartlesville, Grove, Muskogee, McAllister, Pryor, uh, any of those places, Claremore. Drop those off before the 4th of February, and then we're going to give those to organizations who deliver those to veterans. Any handwritten note, thank you for your service or whatever, draw pictures, whatever it is. And if you don't have time to make them, buy a few. But drop those off, and let's help our veterans, some of these who don't have contact with other people very often, an opportunity to feel better. You can also find more at theblitztulsa.com slash valentine. It's Valentine for Veterans from Triad Eye Institute and the Blitz 1170. Download the Blitz 1170 app now inside your cell phone provider's app store. You don't need a radio to listen to the Blitz. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The third-ranked Kansas Jayhawks will be in Stillwater tonight to take on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. The Jayhawks are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The tip-off will be at 8 with a 7 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz 1170. The Oklahoma City Thunder's four-game win streak was snapped as the Lakers beat them 112-105. Anthony Davis had a double-double with 27 points and 15 rebounds. LeBron scored 25 points. For the Thunder, Shea Gilgis-Alexander scored 16 of his 24 in the first half while playing through a right knee sprain. Jalen Williams led the team with 25. 
And the Atlanta Falcons have officially expressed interest in Bill Belichick. The Falcons announced Monday they have interviewed the former New England coach for their head coaching vacancy, the first known interview by Belichick since him and the Patriots parted ways. That's the winter world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.